0: This week on Invasion of the Podcast, Michael Keaton gets cast as Birdman again.
1: Things are going to get a little strange around here as we talk about all things strange PhD. And we see if Paul knows his good doctors from his bad doctors. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen. I think something is happening. (laughs) Welcome to Invasion, the podcast. We're trying to take over the world, one listener at a time. I am Paul. I have Agamato Stedman, if I think that's how you say, or I have Tobacco. Tomaco. So. Tomaco. <laughs> that was the the weird uh, tomato um, tobacco hybrid that Homer Simpson made. That people are like, this is terrible. I want more of it because I got addicted <laughs> to the tobacco part. And then Joe, Crimson Bands of Citterac. Peters I think I'm the surprised they
0: didn't mention the Crimson Band of
1: Sidorak right or, I, the eyes of the i have was vapors a big, of a tour yeah I think did they mention that I don't re- I don't think
0: they mentioned the vapors so because
1: we, we watched we watched the movie Dr. Strange we're gonna talk about that um, I did a crash course reading of the new more recent Dr. Strange book that Joe let me so there's a lot of magical stuff floating in my head and I didn't get very much sleep last night <laughs> so I feel like this is a great time to talk about like all things trippy is just like I'm tired and I read a bunch of Dr. Strange Things are gonna get weird up in here. So and, and Joe's obviously a little a little tired as well. So it's been uh <laughs> <Always tired. laughs> I'm excited for the show. Yawn. No, uh uh but yeah, uh like we, we just recorded this past Sunday, so I, I feel like it's like there's times where there's too much news and then there's no news whatsoever. Yeah, we kinda ate it up. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, weird. So we do what we can.
1: Yeah, so let we'll just get to the news. everyone uh, of, of what news there is i mean we, we talked about blizzcon that wrapped up last week um we had a lot of fun talking about that uh the the big the big thing i think is interesting is that michael keaton's character's been confirmed for spider-man homecoming and he is the vulture
0: i didn't really find that too surprising considering no, that he uh, looks like the vulture like in the pictures it was just like who could he be
1: It's was like who else Like w- okay, if you're trying to do a Spider-Man high, high school movie, you know, like what what classic Spider-Man villain would you bring like bring to this? Yeah. That would have Michael Keaton involved with it.
0: I wonder if they're going to do the um, like the relationship he had. I think did he marry Aunt May or he almost married Aunt May?
1: Um, maybe I know, I know th-
0: him and Doctor Octopus were all over Aunt May at one point in time. Uh,
1: and now that Aunt May's is Marissa Tomei, I could s- God, that'd still be weird though with Michael yeah. Keaton going after marissa tomei really? a little bit that, why would that be weird well i still think there's an age difference there i think really? there, i think there's a i'm probably wrong but i think that there is i don't know that's a good question um, she just looks a lot she looks young and michael keaton still looks good but you didn't <laughs> see michael keaton for a long time and then he shows up in um the other guys like as the police captain and that's like the first time i remember seeing him oh, in a while oh, yeah yeah and, like a mainstream like role <laughs> and it's like you still look like Michael Keaton, but you look like you're a little sun dried, and you got put out in the sun a little bit. He looks like like a peanut. Like it's yeah. just a Michael Keaton peanut. You Hopefully know? they and,
0: get that Beetlejuice sequel going. That you know, because I mean, like he could pull that off. Oh, Beetlejuice no, no doubt. Is make it make up up. You know, it, it's not gonna really show his age too much. And
1: also, he's playing someone who is like you know decrepit. So I mean, a corpse. I, yeah. <laughs> not that I'm saying Michael Keaton's a corpse. That's not.
0: I would actually uh. like. You know what I, I know. I it's probably bad to say. Is I would actually like to see a Beetlejuice prequel. To get more Does,
1: of a backstory uh, behind Beetlejuice. Oh, I think that would. You think it would ruin it? I think so. Like, cause do we need to know what kind of like shitbag he was in the real world? Like, I kind of do. Like, <laughs> I kind of want to know, man. I think if you did, like, who wears if, that if damn you, suit? If you did a quick cutaway, like the, maybe some flashbacks, so, something in the in the sequel to show, flashbacks like how he ended cool. up. That, yeah. That'd be fun. But I don't need a whole movie showing because then that ruins a lot of the fun of like how he ended up there. And becoming such an agent of chaos because he operates on a different level mm-hmm. than a lot of other like dead people over there, right? So
0: right, and like I, I I'd be curious just to see why we got to have the three times and things like that. You know, I, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's better to not. I, I've always been a fan of not explaining things and letting your own imagination. But I've never, I've never come up with a good reason why you had to say his name three
1: times. No, I mean the same. We're about to talk about Doctor Strange, where there's rules but not rules. So it's the same thing where. I guess you got to have a, just a device to make it go forward, right? So that whole movie was, you know, you don't want him around unless you say his name three times. So it, it's like Candyman. Like he had to say his name five times, right? In the yeah. mirror? No, I thought it was three. Was it three? Okay, it whatever. been. whatever.
0: Um, I love that. I don't know if, did you, you didn't watch Ted 2, did you? Not yet. So there's a there's a part in it where they, they're in, in court and like he says something about, we're going to play the Beetlejuice card. And then like, like something goes south in in court, and like I can't remember if it was Mark Mark Wahlberg or Ted, but they like lean over, and he's like beat him, and he grabs him. He's like, you don't want to open that door, like, just like <laughs> <laughs> he takes it like dead seriously.
1: Oh, um, um so yeah, like, I think that's. I are are they only going to do one villain for Homecoming? Because I hope they they don't. No, don't no, mean, no. They, mean, they said there's another guy. Oh um, yeah,
0: Marissa we, Marissa Tomei is 51 and uh, Keaton 65, so it's a 14 year difference. Okay, I mean, yeah. I
1: guess I guess that's. I mean, what's, what's the standard relationship anymore, but I didn't, I mean, it just, that's fine. I just, something about like, cause you think about the, like Aunt may, how she's been in the comics where she is an older lady and how like Dr. Octopus was older at the time too. And the vultures obviously an older gentleman as well. Um, but uh. says that, um,
0: well, two, two villains, maybe three. Oh no. Do we need that many for a Spider-Man movie? No, but they do that all the time now where they have, like, these, like, underlying villains. Kind of like with Iron Man 2 where you had Justin Hammer and Whiplash.
1: Well, Like, yeah. the, that type of thing. Like, the corporate and, and then the the physical villain. Like, like, right. I get and that. there's
0: always, like, a little one. Like, I, I thought... I can't remember the name of the actor who's scheduled to play another villain. But, like, you could do, like, a... I, I think it would be cool if they did, a, like, an Alistair Smythe spider slayer Th- type That's what character. I was thinking maybe...
1: Um keaton may have been yeah that too but he kind of played something similar to that in the robocop reboot where he was kind of like the tech guy right that was kind of like the steve jobs of making robots RoboCop, yeah. robocops yeah uh, uh i don't know i mean the, he's a good actor he deserves everything coming his way now i i don't know why he faded from the spotlight there for a bit but now you actually have batman versus spider-man yeah that, that, there you the go fight there, yeah yeah this um, would
0: be a better Batman versus movie than yeah, right? Batman versus
1: Superman. Uh, so that's, that's just interesting. And, and Homecoming comes out this coming year,
0: right? Yeah, it comes out in May. That's their big May release. So yeah. expect that to be a big uh, tie-in for free comic book day because they always do. Marvel always launches one of their movies at free comic book day, and I think Justice League's coming out at that time too in May. Um Wonder Woman's coming out
1: first. I don't it's just Is it, this year or next year. I'm I think pretty sure. I think it's 2018, isn't it? Let me see. All uh right. checking. Like you think uh, that we would do research for the show? We don't. We just we just google everything as we're going. Well, we I we, I we still, we I have I have a note. Google it. That's my note. We
0: talk about it. And oh no, it's November of next year. Really? Okay. Fall movie? That's fall weird. of 18. Yeah. Oh. No, fall of 17. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, But I know Homecoming's coming earlier. Like, you got... I think it's Guardians is first. Or or Wonder Woman's first. No, no, no.
0: Guardians is first. I'm sorry. Guardians is May. And then you've got Wonder Woman. And then... um, Spider-Man's July. Spider-Man's July. And you got Thor at the end of... Yeah. And then Justice League to wrap up with Thor.
1: Yeah. It's going to be... uh it's gonna be a, an interesting year for for that, but yeah, the Michael Keaton way to go. Uh, just don't go chasing waterfalls, Michael Keaton. That's yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, you had the story about uh, some some D and D information. Oh, yeah, so
0: uh, Dungeons and Dragons has recently been inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame, um, which I think is a long time coming because there's a lot of things in the Toy Hall of Fame like Mr. Potato Head, Monopoly, Operation, um, that are in the Toy Hall of Fame because of their creativity that they it, um, inspire, and 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 cause you know people to uh, you know basically think or kids thinking uh, you know, it's not just like a toy because it's kind of cool and it lights up or something like that. It had to have done something to teach somebody something, and I feel like Dungeons and Dragons is one of those things that should have been there a little sooner. I'm glad it's in there now, but yeah. it, it it's kind of crazy to think that it took them this long because I mean. That game is probably the most imaginative game you could you could play. I mean, and
1: it's influenced how much of the stuff that we deal with daily now, like a, video games, movies, a everything. Lot, yeah,
0: and if you look at a lot of successful actors, directors, writers, a lot of them have all kind of at one point in time played D or they enjoyed D D. You know, you have like Steven Spielberg, uh, Vin Diesel, um, the the twins who did Stranger Things, As obviously I say, yeah, the, Duffer yeah. the Duffer Brothers, the Duffer Brothers, but. I, I think it's a huge piece for anybody growing up to like to let their imagination run wild, you know, even if you're an adult too.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> no, that's that's cool. But, um
0: yeah, they're f- finally in the Toy Hall of Fame, and um, I think I'm gonna have to go check that out because I'm, I'm gonna be in New York next year, next month.
1: Okay. Is that um, where I, I didn't know? Yeah, that? it's okay. in New York. Oh, so. that's cool. Um, no, that's exciting. Like I, I know you you have done. <laughs> You've played a lot of D and D in your life. I the only tabletop I could say I've played like like actual pen and paper tabletop was a Star Wars uh, tabletop like book system in high school, and that was like it was like one campaign. And the guy running it, the dungeon master or whatever, he knew I wanted to be a Jedi so bad, but he kept putting everything in my way. And actually, no, I didn't want to be a Jedi. I just wanted a lightsaber. So he had to, he, he kept creating all these different barriers for my character. Not like as in, in the game. I'm talking like hoops I had to jump through in high school to be able to have a character with a lightsaber. And then I remember something happened where our ship that, we, that got a, a Minox attacked the ship, mm-hmm. and one of them latched onto my lightsaber and it took its capacity down by half. So my lightsaber went from a full lightsaber to a the half. Shorts? Yeah, a half lightsaber.
0: That seems like a stretch, but it's I'm high school. Not it's that, it's a sight r-
1: gag, and I, and he, I think he thought it was funny that I'd be running around with half a lightsaber for the rest of the campaign.
0: That's kind of mean.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's so. how you run games. Nope, that's why I never played it ever games. again. You run games to have fun.
0: Yep. Um, and that's no fun. I mean, there has to be a challenge there. You don't want to just hand everybody everything. But you kind of want to give the players, at least when I run games, you kind of want to give the players something that they want. At least give them, set them on a path. Otherwise, there's no, there's no fulfillment. I mean, yeah. you know. So I know some people that run very strict games, and the dice tell the tale. And I know some people who run loosely, and they just want to have fun. Um, I try to find a middle ground, but
1: yeah. So how accurate was the community? Uh, dungeons and dragons up so the it first was, one
0: i mean it was i don't want to say it was accurate or anything because i mean it's interpreted to like house rules and how you do stuff yeah because you know? like some people but it was pretty accurate um i mean you can get like as descriptive and like like acting as much as you want or you could just kind of describe it i mean i've played games where people have done voices i've played games where nobody does voices and everybody just kind of like talks and you know you could you could see like the own the own person's personality come out in the character versus role playing a character and it's like you got to be like hey wait a minute you're <laughs> your guy's your guy's a lawful good paladin he would not be flirting with these with these um with these whores like this you know it's like i know i know that kevin wants to do that but but does uh you know your paladin want to do that no he doesn't so you know you gotta you gotta put him in check like that gotta roll the dice like i got plus five libido it's like like, oh they would be all over you yeah exactly (laughs) um so there's a lot of like jokes and eye rolling and there's a lot of tangents that happen but I mean, I remember times where we would play for like eight hours and, and I, we'd probably get about three and a half hours worth of playing done because it would just be like, <laughs> okay, let's break for food. And then we would just sit there and chit chat, talk about our week. And then we would make a couple jokes about a TV show or a movie. Then there's always the phone passing around. Look at this meme. Look at this. And then it's like, okay, let's get back to the game, back to the game, back to the game. So oh. it, it's it's a lot of wrangling, but there's been different levels of playing it. But if you've never played Dungeons and Dragons, and I can't, you, I can't say just go. Go out and play it. You have to get a good, solid group to just, play with. Just
1: go buy a book by yourself. Yeah, just run and, a game. And, and just for yourself. Yeah,
0: run a game by yourself. <laughs> just just play. Just kind of like how you set up tea and you got all your stuffed animals around the table. Be like, okay, Mr. Buttons is going to be playing a ranger. And then Susie over there, the one-eyed doll, is going to be playing a priest. And I'll roll your dice
1: for you. Tea party D D. That yeah. needs to happen. Tea Party I like, D&D? I like it. That sounds like a
0: like a web series. That sounds like or a something. web comic yeah. that should happen. <laughs> Tea and if party and if D&D. we were
1: if we were more creative other than talking to a mic, it would happen. I don't know right? what to do with it though. I know. Someone's gonna take that and we're not gonna make money off of it. No, it's gonna be
0: sad. That's gonna happen.
1: Um no, I just um I never I never played D and D other than that one thing, and I'm not saying I'm against it. It's just that, like you always Uh, ask me about it, and the big thing is, it's a commitment. It's a time commitment. It is, and it's hurting cats. It's really well. It's a lot of hurting people and getting everybody on the same page. And
0: I sadly, uh, I've stepped away from D and D for a good year now. I just, I just don't have the commitment time. Um, Part of the reason is because I, I've, I've taken that time that I did did commit to it and I'm doing the podcast mostly each week. I don't want to have another weekly thing on my plate or a bi weekly thing on my plate. And hurt, hurting is really crazy too. Like I hated trying to hurt everything and, and find out like who is available and yeah. it's 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 not set in stone but it's kinda like a tentative calendar date. Like if we're gonna play every Sunday you know, I don't want to have any questions pop up. Like, what are we, are we doing? It? Yes. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Like,
1: that's... So, yeah.
0: I got tired of that. And then also the time. Like, I would have to set aside time to work on everything. So, and it, you know, it's a little... It's It got a little frustrating because, like, there were times where I would sit down for two or three hours and start working on a, a part of the campaign. And then I would sit down... And we would play for 20 minutes, and it would all get thrown out the door because somebody wanted to go do something else. And I'm just like, all right, now I got to do this off the cuff and forget about these two maps I just drew. Oh. and it's like you're gonna go, you're gonna go to another town now because you don't like the the equipment wow. that they have for sale here. And I'm like, all right, let's just forget about this adventure in the warehouse district.
1: That's, so no, um, so it didn't now, always
0: happen like that. So a lot of a lot of my uh, like older game running was like a lot of off the cuff stuff. So
1: so now that you now that you're a homeowner and you have the space, I think you should rent out part of your space just for people to play Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Yeah. So you you could have a D and D B and B D and D B and B. There you go. There we go. I just I just want to I. Had that in my head. D&D, it wasn't. D&D, B&B, I D&D thought that was way funnier in my head. Yeah, and I was, was waiting for it to come out. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Dungeons and Dragons in the Toy Hall of Fame. Probably they're going to put it right beside the Boppet. I don't know if the Boppet's in the Toy oh, Hall. of God, Fame. God, I
0: hope the Boppet's not in there. It shouldn't be in there. It doesn't make any sense to. Yeah, like it,
1: it's gonna be right there by laser tag. It's gonna be there. Oh my god! Like, I love um, laser tag. <laughs> what What are some useless toys that you know are gonna be in the toy hall of fame? That you're like, why? No, is No, this they here? said
0: the toy okay. hall of fame was supposed to be toys that are like innovative and and uh, promote creation and imagination. Like a bop it. That didn't promote anything <laughs>
1: except for standing in one <laughs> what spot. About, what about Simon? Pa- pattern recognition. Oh, S- Simon was probably definitely in there. Okay. What about Skipbo? What's that? Remember the skip bow, that thing you put around your ankle, and you it's like you twirl around, and you kind of like jump? Like no, z- oh, that's never the same mind. thing okay. as the it. Nobody's As do I do all the hand motions and talking about yeah. it, describing it, I'm like, it's the thing you put on your foot, and then you do the thing. How many pogo balls do you think made it into the Toy Hall of Fame? Pogo balls? Remember the pogo ball? Yeah, the one yeah. that you... Oh, no, okay. Anyway. How many were there? I don't know. There's just, only one. They're different colors. I just want to think that there was like a pro-style one that they made.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like yo-yos? You can get like the, the wood and string yo-yo, and then you got yeah. the, the
1: butterfly pro yeah, yo-yo the, and stuff. You got the pro <laughs> pro pogo ball. Yeah, that was, I always that was, was kind of, confused by that with yo-yos when I was a kid. I'm like, why is there a pro-level yo-yo? What? Well, actually, I can answer that. <laughs> why? One is, like, because the friction of the, the spindle in the middle of the yo-yo like yeah. so you can actually make them where the, there's different frictions and like the more friction sorry the less resistance sorry yeah less resistance you have the more the yo-yo's going to spin mm-hmm. so you could do a lot more with it and I'm sure there's probably different weights probably different string types there's probably I know I had one that was pro style that had a little silicone uh, not gear but that was wrapped around the spindle so that way there was even less friction around the main part as it would spin around the silicone and the, the, the rope the rope the string was wrapped around the, the silicone part mm. yeah. yeah we
0: need we need more toys that are made out of weapons
1: yeah <laughs> you think that the toy hall of fame has nothing but all those ninja stars we lost yeah. as a kid weapons <laughs> yeah the section and the just butterfly ca- knife it's the like se- here's a toy for <laughs> the a kid. section just called weapons kids that
0: there's there's a like a like an empty cardboard tube from like a uh, christmas from the wrapping paper that
1: just says lightsaber like <laughs> <laughs> i would love that uh. section there was. Do you remember uh, the Saturday Night Live skit with Dan Aykroyd where it was the Consumer Council one where, um, oh, what's her name, uh, from Third Rock from the Sun, she would be like the consumer advocate for all these unsafe toys and Dan Aykroyd was the guy who was yeah. trying to sell them. He's like, oh, look at that. It's like, it's, it's a shiny bag of glass. It's a shiny bag. It's like, sir, this is just a bag of glass. He's like, nah, look at that. you got some shapes in there. you got some fun. shiny bag of glass. It was just like, like a Johnny <laughs>
0: class. I do remember
1: that one too. And there was one; it was just a bag full of oily rags. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the toy. Anyway, sorry. Member, member, right, yeah, yeah member cast. All, All right, right. So, so yeah, other 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 stories real quick, and then we'll get on to uh, so some Doctor Strange talk. Oh, so, the the
0: American Werewolf.
1: Oh, so yeah, they've announced the the um, that Max Landis, son of John Landis, is going to be doing a remake of American American Werewolf in London, which John Landis you know made previously. Uh, not remade, but he made the original. Um, this is interesting, just because it's the son redoing it. Yeah, I think that's interesting in a point because a lot of these
0: remakes have nothing to do with generations and and like second generation filmmakers taking taking the reins. Like there, a lot of times, like people who write like novelists and things like that, their
1: kids will take over. Um, well, like Joe Hill has been writing a bunch of stuff, and he's Stephen King's kid, yeah. and they're writing a lot together now. You know, and it's like that's interesting, yeah. but like actually remaking. Like, Landis is known for a number of things. Do you think he ever gets mad if, like, he writes something better than him and be like, I made you? (laughs) I mean, I think, you know, I think he'd be proud. Be like, oh, this is a thing people love and you made it better? Like, you know, I'm sure King probably feels like that about his son all the time. Be like, like, I would not have thought of that. Where'd you come from? Oh, yeah, me. You know, like, like, so until we see more information, there's people I already know that are kind of, like, worried about this or think it doesn't need to exist. Um, I agree. American Werewolf in Paris was a piece of shit movie that shouldn't have happened. Do you do you remember American Werewolf in Paris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, that's how bad it was. Uh, this, um, we've talked about remakes before, especially I know we had the hot button topic of the Ghostbusters thing in the summer. Um, until you show me it, I, I can't make a definitive if I want to see it or not. I just hope that one, like I would love to see them to keep practical effects. Like don't go CG, like keep it because that's why that movie like the the transformation in that movie still freaks me out. I've talked about it before, um, and also find a different angle. That was it was a really uh, interesting mix of horror and comedy. I'm not saying don't do that, but there was also a, a xenophobia to it because this was an American in London, and then trying to understand some of the social norms and and everything going on there too. So it was like you know just. Fish out of water that happens to turn into a werewolf. You know, I feel
0: like, uh, I mean, if if Landis wasn't really doing it, I feel like that they should go to a different country, you know, because like in our day and age, is for a remake. I think there's other countries that you could explore that would be a little bit more xenophobic.
1: Yeah, like if you did like set that thing in the Middle East yeah. like, or something, like that would be crazy in terms of like you got like two worlds colliding and then this right. person. You know, um, I agree with that. Uh, I feel
0: like that would be more of a horror element, though. I think the London, like the European UK thing seems like a safer umbrella to be more comedic. Like, I don't think it could be funny if you did like American Werewolf in Baghdad. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there would be it would just be straight horror. Well, then they tried with the American Werewolf in Paris. They tried finding that balance between humor and horror. And the movies is bad. And um, the only thing that's good about it is that there's a couple songs in the soundtrack like that. uh, That track mouth by Bush. Do you remember that song? No, okay. Never Wait, mind. yes, I do. And they they did a remix of it for that that album that was actually really solid. Hmm. Like so There were a lot of good um, like 90s uh
0: movie soundtracks. Like whoever they had run in the the Comp Is that
1: Thunder? Uh I think it's a, I think it's a Werewolf. Oh. No, I the, uh, <laughs>
0: whoever they had
1: run in the compilation on um An American Werewolf in America. Uh those soundtracks how, back in the 90s. How about An American Werewolf in America? Like you have this guy gets bit by a werewolf, but like he's like down in like you know, down, down in like like Georgia. Just gets just gets bit, and he's just, in dude, America. In America,
0: that'd be funny. That would be kind of funny actually. Um, so that yeah. sounds like something I want to see James Gunn direct.
1: Yes, that would be that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know how I feel about it until I until until there's more information. I just know it's happening. Um, I also know that American Werewolf in London is one of those movies that um, has has stuck with me. I've talked about it previously. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, all right, so uh, other quick news here, real quick. Uh, here's a headline. Snake scares passengers on Aeromexico plane to Mexico City. Did you Do you know about the story? There was literally a snake on a plane. I, oh, I was going to say, I did. <laughs> I've seen that movie. Uh. No, but this actually happened this week, and there was a, a, like a green snake that came down from overhead compartment, and they said that they changed their schedule landing to another location. They didn't call it an emergency landing, but they just changed their landing location. That, to me, is the, the very definition of – emergency landing like there there is a goddamn snake on this plane and we don't have sam jackson
0: i'm gonna be really disappointed if there were
1: not at least four or five people that said i'm tired of these snakes on this <laughs> plane so i mean everybody's fine no one got no one got hurt but this that actually happened right did you see did you ever see snakes on a plane i saw it in the theater i was like one of the seven people that did it was I went, amazing saw it in
0: the theater too um it it is hilarious because like they did a skit. I want to say it was either during when it came out or before. I saw a skit. I can't remember if it was on Mad TV or um uh, SNL, but it, it's one of the funniest skits because there's, like, a king cobra that gets loose on the plane, and, like, the prop they use for the snake is just hilarious because it, it's, like it's, like, a fake rubber snake that's, like, really stiff, it's and, just, like, just it, kind it of... just kind of, like, pops up, and it, like, <laughs> looks around like it's surveying the scene, and then, like, I think it was SNL because I remember, like, Will Ferrell seeing it, and he's just like, ah, and as soon as he sees it, it just goes, boop, and it, like, bounces off his cheek, and then he's dead, Jeez. like...
1: Like, I'll have to find that. And it
0: just yeah, we'll have to look it up because like I I never laughed so hard because it was such an obvious fake plastic snake, and then these this king cobra would just like tap people ever so gingerly on the cheek, and then they were just dead. And then the rest of the people were like, "Where is it? Where is it?" And there was like this very little panic, but there's like three dead people sitting in their seats from the king cobra. I, I
1: just remember the viral marketing that came out because of that movie, and then also how. That joke of that line about, you know, it's, I am tired of these MF and snakes on this MF and plane, how that was not actually in the movie. And then that kind of caught fire. And then they made sure Sam Jackson said it in the movie. So when I saw it in the theater, that opening night, everyone's just waiting. Like, we're just like, he's going to say it. Yeah. He's going to say it. And the moment happened. Everybody in the theater just said it with them. And it's like I know that's all contrived, but it was a lot of fun, yeah. you know.
0: And well, he even said one, because like everybody's like, "Why the hell did you make this movie?" He's like, "This is the kind of movie that I would go see when I was a kid with my friends in the theater, just running up and down the aisles, just being stupid at a stupid movie." Yeah. He's like, "It looked like a fun stupid movie."
1: Yeah, you know? and um, I yeah, I thought it was the, pretty much, but, the best but that, that actually happened. It. There was a snake yeah. on a plane. Um, so that's the one story. Other one, real quick here: video shows a suspect taking a century-old scepter from a cathedral. This was in New York. Oh, here's I mentioned. this because what we're about to talk about was the Steven, Stephen Strange that took the scepter right. from this cathedral. That, that,
0: that's exactly what that sounds like. Or somebody needs to go check Nick Cage's house.
1: Right. Uh, they said the guy took a four-foot-tall gold scepter. Uh, he also took another item as well. They said, uh, what was it? Uh, police say the suspect stole another artifact at around $30 in cash. So clearly he was strapped for cash. And then they found the artifacts later. So uh, like the, the the truth is he probably was like, I, I can't sell these. I got to get rid of them. I want to believe that he used them to fight an epic battle and was the yeah, time with them. And then I seriously
0: them. think it was like to save our universe.
1: Yeah, and the, the, the last line of the thing here is, uh, church leaders say they have not had the scepter appraised, so they don't know how much it was actually worth, but someone just walked in and took a, a scepter that's 100 years old from a church. and
0: That thing's totally magical. Yeah,
1: so I thought that was uh, very yeah. appropriate to what we're talking about. So anyway, that'll do it for news, and now on to this. And now for our feature presentation. More
0: talk about Magic Scepters.
1: Yes. Uh, so uh, we did see uh, the film Doctor Strange this uh, this past weekend. So real quick.
0: Do you know why they are called spoilers?
1: Before we talk about the movie, because we'll, we'll wrap up talking about the movie, I want to dig in more into the character a little bit. Because um, I feel like this one's a little bit more not complex versus like other characters, but he is more of an oddball. Like it, the, the existence of this character is more odd than like a high school kid down on his luck that suddenly has powers. Yeah. A guy dealing with like, you know, anger control issues. Like Stephen Strange is this kind of like, he's kind of like Iron Man, but not right. You he, know,
0: uh, like he's burdened. He's burdened with a purpose of like, cause he's able to do these things. He's, he's able to be sorcerer supreme and he has to protect the earth from mystical threats. And there's very few people that can do it as successfully as him. So, like, and they they touched on it really well in the movie, I thought, when they said, like, you know, he doesn't do this because of the money or because of anything. It's because it gives him purpose. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, at his level of intellect and why he's the Sorcerer Supreme, he gets the most purpose out of being the protector of this realm.
1: Well, that, and you take away the thing that he believes he was better at. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even now... You take that character aside and be like, "Hey, you, you know all things mystic. Were you a better surgeon?" He'd probably say, "I was the best." You know, like that's the kind of guy you know. But, but I was thinking about this. It's like it, he, uh, Stephen Strange, Doctor Doctor Stephen Strange, not well, you know, Mister Mister Doctor, or Doctor Mister, whatever they, they said. those Mister Doctor Mister Doctor Mister Doctor. Um, he is one of the big heavy hitters in the Marvel universe, but he's always in, he's always kind of in the background waiting. Like he's always that guy that you don't always turn to him first. He's always having to be like, "Oh, I'm I was reading this really cool book. You wait one second, guys. Oh, I'm gonna solve everything. All right, I'm back to my book now. Like it's all he's always this guy that he's always your last resort because by the time you need him, you you there's nothing else you can do. You just gotta you gotta contact him, right? Yeah. Um. So like he's always been a heavy hitter in the Mario universe. I wouldn't. I would argue that, like, in terms of I know that Marvel stepping forward with their movies because they didn't have the rights to some of the characters they wanted, they have given some of these characters a bigger purpose. Like Iron Man was never the big one of the big major factors in the Marvel universe until the movie got big, and then suddenly Tony Stark is like the man, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah, and Captain America has always been there, but I, you know, like he's been big, but not like central. Well, I know? can
0: remember I never really read a lot of iron man at all when i grew up as a kid so and then after the movie it did kind of like skyrocket that in that character and i was just like oh you know so and i think i read extremis and um oh, i haven't read armor wars that's one i've always wanted to read that's the original those, armor wars yeah that oh, i've and heard and is like the demon in the, the
1: bottle and all those storylines Yeah, the
0: demon in the bottle was probably one of the best storylines to touch on because that was when in the 80s when uh, combo characters started to become more human with problems like alcoholism and things like that. Yeah.
1: So, like, and then also you go <clears> forward, like, <throat> Thor was never, like, one of the big feature players in the Marvel Universe. But again, he's a god, that God of Thunder. But, you know, he's always been the, just. Marvel's got a, a good way of shining a spotlight, right? we talked about this last week how uh, Groot, no one gave two shits about Groot until he showed up in Guardians of the Galaxy and suddenly he's, like, the, like the favorite character of everybody that yeah. loves these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Strange has always been a big character of the Marvel Universe. It's just that he is it's a hard one to put him into an ongoing storyline because either he doesn't fit what's going on or he's way too powerful. Right. And it's like, he's, a, well, he's, always, he's an easy ex machina, you he's, know, like.
0: he's always kind of been contained within his own, his own book and his own stories. Cause he's always dealing with things that are mystic in that nature, you know, stuff from like the dark dimension, like they had in the movie that's trying to invade earth or trying to invade our dimension. So it was like he couldn't really trouble himself with like whatever Dr. Doom's doing or, yeah. you know, uh, like something that the Kingpin was getting into. You know? Yeah.
1: Like you don't see him fighting street level crime, you no, know, with yeah. like uh, with the Prowler. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it, what I thought was interesting
0: was that he used um, or the defenders used uh, Sanctum Sanctorum for a base of operations
1: which is his which is his, his house magic uh, and Gre- and greenwich. uh pa-
0: you know, yeah like the the whatever you would call it his <laughs> it, magic pimp pad and you know what was funny is i looked up uh the address of sanctum sanctorum and because they had it on uh on google maps or something oh the Bleecker street yeah and it's it's basically like it's like a tattoo parlor <laughs> it's not a it's not a uh, townhouse in the middle of greenwich it's, it's
1: strange it's, just not that kind yeah, of strange
0: it's it's got the address on it and then like it's like a tattoo parlor and
1: something else that's what he he wants you to think it is yeah, right that's he, he's cast a spell over google maps that's what's happened <laughs> um so i like i was reading into this a little bit i mean and, and um anybody can go and read there's a there's a huge write-up on wikipedia about this however um i think it's interesting that his first appearance is july 1963 63 is a big year for marvel because that's when spider-man came out um, i'm trying to think who else debuted then too but there was a lot of a lot of what we t- consider now um being done then right but he yeah, he, yeah so he showed up then uh, that's an interesting time just because the 60s were, you know, th- they weren't in the full swing as, as we know the 60s now, think back. Um, but he was there before the big prevalent, um, like, use of, like, hallucinogens and before acid rock and before, like, progressive rock albums and, like, you know, later Beatles and later Zeppelin. Um, so it's just, it's just, you could tell that, like, there was this weird percolation of, like, we're going to just get trippy, and mm-hmm. in his and and um, uh, not Jack Kirby, it was um, Stephen Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko, and it's just there's something going on then where we we're in the middle of a space race. We're six years away from going on the moon. Um, science is like you know, like it's still this like plane that you don't know where it's going to end. I mean, I still it's still like that now, but like possibilities were limitless then, and people were expanding their mind. And the idea that this guy is using magic to save the world is a big step, not just magic, but like going to different levels of perception, different dimensions, everything. He's very much like in the fashion. I think he was more what the Fantastic Four was about before Fantastic Four was. Like in terms um, of them being the cosmic and going to the weird. You're, no, and all you're right.
0: That. You're right. Before Fantastic Four j- started jumping into space and worrying about things like, uh, you know, Galactus and the Skrulls and things like that. You had uh, Doctor Strange worrying about things like from the Mystic Realms and things like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting Like, because I went back and took a look um, like the July 63 when that came out. I was trying to see what the music scene was at that time. And uh, there was Jan and Dean. <laughs> number one song surf city was the number one song in july one of the songs it's like we we weren't quite there yet with the music to like because i was thinking more you get more like the, the like not not the birds but you get into more of the the trippier stuff later like the acid acid more progressive yeah like you know jefferson airplane all that yeah stuff.
0: jefferson airplanes definitely a yeah. vibe i get
1: from uh like just play white rabbit over and over again yep. while you're watching um dr strange and it probably wouldn't feel out of place you know right. like um so uh it's just really and it's interesting just because it's like i think it's one of those things where I, from a pop culture and creative standpoint everything was kind of kind of expanding and thinking of this and and all of a sudden this guy's a comic book character right you know and it's like he he is a living acid trip let's just, and that's even more so and this gets to uh, Joe let me the the more recent dr Strange uh book that I'm sure was launched in advance of the movie to get people excited for this
0: yeah and they had um, um they had Jason Aaron helmet which was it was really good I I that's the first book of his
1: I've uh, that writer I've read his of his he's, stuff
0: he's got a lot of good work like <laughs> I he's, like writing, him. he's yeah. writing he's still writing dr strange he's writing Thor and um I remember I told you like like I wasn't sure about picking Thor up but I I'm really into it but uh um that storyline was was actually uh, a really good one where he basically is is fighting to struggle to save magic.
1: Yeah, and 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 it was interesting in the sense that like um, just like how I love J. Michael Straczynski's writing, how he acknowledges all that came before and is able to pull one or two bits out of like the history of the character and make it make sense for the story. He's tearing everything down to to say. But now we're going to start over again. And that was the whole arc of this book that we read. It was, uh, it was, uh, what'd they call it? There was a couple different arcs in that. It was like issues. the death of magic or yeah, something. Yeah, but... like the new face of magic. And one of the, one of the t- chapter titles was uh, Puking Without Puking was one of the chapter titles too, which was weird. Uh, but it took him at his height, and then just brought him right back down to where he has very little around him, and, and magic slowly returning. But how do you still guard everything right. when there's like it's it's slowly coming back?
0: I liked I liked um, how they brought in a lot of people from the whole uh, magic universe. You know, you had like you know uh, Jericho Drum, you had um, Scarlet Witch, yeah, Brother uh, Voodoo, Brother vo- or Dr. Voodoo, Dr. Voodoo, or Doctor Voodoo, Doctor Voodoo, or Brother Voodoo, Doctor Voodoo. Um, and then um, uh, who else was there?
1: There, uh, well, there was the Mahatma Doom, which I'm not sure what that is, but it looked like Dr. Doom, but kind of has found peace. Did you see that in uh-uh. the brief bit? Oh, anyway. Uh, but it kind of – it showed that it was just more than just him fighting this fight and everybody also – Oh, magic. Yeah, and everybody kind of also had this feeling of like, what are we going to do because this, this is how we function? And also it broke down – and I suggest picking up these books because it's like even – you'll go watch the movie and the movie's good. And it gives you the idea of like what could be out there. I think the comics can give you like, I think whenever they gave this guy's like, here, you're going to write Dr. Strange. He took the word strange and ran with it. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you see Stephen Strange. Here's a guy who sees so many levels at the same time of what's going on around. Like he sees all these different layers of magic on top of New York and he's trying to fight this good fight and also knows that for everything he does, there's a cost. So his whole entire lifestyle has changed because of how much he has used magic. And that's something I never considered about the character.
0: Like, I like that when they tied back to when he first met the Ancient One, and I wish they would have used it in the movie, is like when his hands were destroyed and he had to learn how to punch again. Yeah. And it was like, because, you know, he starts down the the martial art path first before he gets in the Mystics, you know, in in the movie and even the comics. And I like how, I can't remember if it was Wong or if he just had a general flashback where... He was training, and every time he would punch, obviously it would like it would hurt like hell because his hands were his nerves were all damaged and crippled, so he couldn't form a fist and he couldn't punch properly. And basically, he had to learn that even though he wanted to punch, it was always going to be painful. And that's yeah. basically related to how his spells were. It's like yes, these spells come at a great cost. Yeah. Just like you having to punch something right now. Um, I also liked how they had him eating different foods and things like That's that.
1: That's what I'm talking like Talking about Strange, like his... I had such an Adam's Family Monsters vibe of, yeah. of Sanctum Sanctorum in this mm-hmm. whole in this book because and in, and in, in the in the good um, there's an introductory character of this girl who has a problem and she's kind of like the 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 surrogate for the reader walking into Stranger's world where she had a really weird problem that was something that was something like a Clive Barker book yeah. where she had the demons flying out of a, a mouth on her head it was that was creepy that yeah. bothered me. But she's a librarian, so she's fascinated with this place. But it's like every time you turn around – there's something ridiculous going on. And, and almost in a Men in Black kind of way, too. Yeah. Where it's like, don't don't, don't, don't open, open the fridge. fridge. Yeah. Don't
0: go in the basement. Yeah, I like yeah. that, too. And then, like, when they go in the basement at the end, you're just like, oh, what's in the basement?
1: Yeah. yeah. And, but then um, Wong is making him food, and it's because he can't eat normal food anymore because of the the toll on his system. And it's like tentacles and goop and just garbage and just all this stuff. And he says, I forget what he says, it tastes like, uh, tastes like cancer to him, I think is what he said, or something like. And it's like he doesn't even like it, but he knows he needs it. Yeah. to keep going and that's a side of strange that i never thought about before i always thought of him as like being the physical
0: taxing on his body yeah i just mean yeah. i
1: knew that he, he was sorcerer supreme which I say this right now i don't know why marvel didn't reach out to taco bell and have a, a special doctor strange supreme <laughs> menu going along with this movie <laughs> so you could have a burrito sorcerer supreme <laughs> that i think I, I think that's the biggest whiff and nacho sorcerer supreme nacho sorcerer supreme where it's yeah. like, you got a little bit of that late-night magic, fourth-meal magic. magic. And by the way, Joe, everything comes with a cost. You, you dabble on <laughs> Taco Bell magic, it's going to come back later. It you know? is going to come back later. Um, I, just, I feel like they missed out there. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> just saying, yeah. oh,
1: I'm in the toilet. I made a deal with Dormammu. <laughs> Dormammu! Dormammu. Um, so... Uh, yeah uh, I—that's I, something that like you they try to humanize uh, Iron Man for the longest time because of the shrapnel's heart like so he needed the suit he needed the arc reactor mm-hmm. um, so they had that and they also had the whole bit too with him being alcoholic because of all the stuff going on like he, there was there's a the humanizing element for strange it was his hands were messed up but then he had this whole other world open to him. I never realized in all the other times I've read about him or around him like in terms of other books like uh Strazinski's run on the Amazing Spider-Man um, Strange was an ancillary character there for a bit and would kind of help him along the way with some of the stuff going on you never got the idea that he had a personal like struggle every day just to exist and be the guardian of this world mm-hmm. and uh, I dug that I really really like that and he had and his sense of humor is very like snappy but grim you know and it was yeah. like you know and like he does have a good sense
0: of humor which i like um i don't think it was as conveyed as much in the movie uh no but i, I feel like that they could they could probably write that in a little bit better because even in the original iron man like robert Downey jr slowly became more cynical in in all of the the, the marvel movies yeah you know even from off the rip with the first iron man
1: but i yeah so i just i enjoyed the book i enjoyed um it also had a very Sandman vibe to it, like a Neil Gaiman type of like, yeah, like like you, you just trust. Like you mentioned, um, Beetlejuice, which I think is a really good example of this well, yeah, kind of Yeah, because he had
0: those things in the fridge that were like the sandworms. sandworms. Well, yeah. not
1: even, but even then, it's like Stripes. you're like you're like why did it say the name three times. Why does he have to have, like, you know, there's there's these rules and explanations. It's just like, well, why does it happen? Because it has to. Yeah. Or that's just the way it is. Or these are magic slugs. They eat magic. That's why they're here. All right, just accept it and move on because the characters know it and believe it. Right. And they sell it. And it's like you're kind of okay with it. Where a lot of times I'd call bullshit because it's like you're not giving me any information. The thing is when you go to, like, sorcery and magic, I can't call bullshit you on it. Call, it's yeah, like that's the like, best thing yeah. about
0: magic based things, is you're just like, ah, it's magic. That's how it works. I think it's why a lot of people are really accepting Harry Potter and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they don't try to think too hard about it. They're just like, Oh, those picture frames are magical. That's why everyone's alive in them.
1: That's I, I kind of Mary punched me when I was just like, Oh, I'm glad to see that uh, Harry Potter grew up. But that's <laughs> I basically believed I was joking that Doctor Strange is just the next Harry Potter movie. She did not like my my response to that. But Doctor Strange and Harry Potter are completely different in terms because yeah, magic doesn't come into cost and there's not wands and, and waving a round of hands and everything. No, I mean, I don't,
0: I think it's, I think it's a lot different. Like, and as far as like, you know, cause like we were talking like strange is very psychedelic. Yeah. Like they don't go into different dimensions and things like that with, with Harry Potter and all of their threats tend to tend to be grounded in like on earth with other wizards. It's like, they're not out there fighting like Dormammu or um, I'm trying to think of some other villains that, that, like, um, you know, like you've got Mephisto, things like that. Uh, Nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. You've got a lot of like villains that just come out of other dimensions that, that end up like fighting with Doctor Strange.
1: Yeah. So you're right about that. Um, but the, I guess the reason I was joking is because in um in the movie they talked about how some things are so powerful they have to be attached to objects. And so it's like you in Harry Potter. I know it's like you don't pick a wand. The wand picks you type yeah. of thing. So it's like, oh, when, when Strange will get his wand. Oh, it's not a wand. It's a cape. It's like a cape. It, it's a cape that likes them a lot. You know, like I so, like the cape. You didn't like the cape. Well, well, we'll, we'll get. I, I wanna you don't want to get into the movie because I I want to talk about it a little bit more here. Like I just I like examining the time when when this kind of came to be. So I was looking further as well. Like so there was surf rock, all that stuff that was going on at the mm-hmm. time. Um, that year there were two movies that were number one in the box office that I think kind of kind of feel like this is the kind of world that strange would exist in. One was X, the man with the x-ray eyes where it was about this guy who developed these eye drops that like wouldn't like him, let him see through objects. And it kept getting more and more progressively stronger to where he eventually talked about how he could see the eye of the universe and he can't unsee it. And it became too much. And it, that felt very trippy and how he can't unsee things now. Right. Um, and then right at the very end of the year, the sword and the stone, like the Disney animated sword in the stone where I, that's more grounded in the Harry Potter type of like fantasy and, and, and mysticism. But like you had this animated movie that told this amazing story of someone, all they got to do is touch a sword and they can rule, you know, right. and like, and you have a purpose and all of this. And it was very trippy for Disney, you know, like, um, and then also books at the time that came out that, that same year, Planet of the Apes, the book came out, which pushed sci-fi in a, in a, a trippy direction. And where the wild things are is a kid's book. Yeah. Like it was just kind of like I don't know, it's just like it feels like like the imagination was all turned up to 11 at this time and we're about to get some really crazy shit, you know. And I and I I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, then then I also looked at Twilight Zone season 4 was going on while this was happening as well. So there's a lot of a lot of strange happenings, so to speak. I I just like that he definitely is a product of his time and I feel like he isn't dated in the sense that like he's definitely a product of the 60s uh in the sense of like the, the, the his, his look, the the way magic is more psychedelic looking in terms of like the, the Dicko uh, uh, look of everything. Like the movie did a good job of capturing some of his worlds, the way he made them, how it's like, you could just have zigzag lines and weird cell shapes and everything. That's a universe deal with it. You know, I liked all that. Um, I think he's still relevant now just because of the whole, like you said, finding your purpose. And also I don't think the, the story of someone who is egotistical and full of themselves and gets knocked down a peg is ever going to lose? Like it's never going to age out. No, you know. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I just I, this one was more interesting to me because I've never really looked back on a history of Strange. Like I mean, Spider-Man. You and I could probably do and we will many more hours talking about the the evolution of Peter Parker right. and Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And we we know these, but Strange has always been that one to me that's always been on the periphery and I never bothered looking. So I'm glad I looked. I'm glad I read those books. It's a really fun run. I had a lot of fun reading those. And and the stakes were high, too. Like finding out that the payment that Strange is paying for his magic that he didn't even know was really cool. And I don't want to give away that if people want to read the book run. Yeah. Um. Yeah. i just. And there's a Cleveland joke in there too. So I enjoyed that as well. Oh my God. Yeah. I forgot about that.
0: (laughs) Now that you bring that up, I was like, really, really, Doctor Strange. But then they
1: brought it back. They they brought it back around where there's another joke about New York at this. You know, like yeah, basically Cleveland making fun of New York. But anyway, um, I liked the book run. I liked how where it was left where magic was slowly coming back and he was still the protector and he may not have magic but he definitely has a baseball bat that's wrapped in magical barbed wire and he's just running out and beating shit up yeah with a magical baseball bat it was like very, i thought that was like,
0: pretty cool when he like goes in, it's like he's going to find that bully that beat him up at yeah, the end and he's just like you yeah. Remember you? I got this bat now. Like, <laughs> that demon's like, what? Yeah, like, you
1: see like a purple smear on the ground and everyone's just like, like he's just sitting there. Like, and the whole thing, too, is like, if you if you pass by somebody that's sitting on the ground mumbling to themselves, that might be a wizard protecting the world is a really fun idea. Mm-hmm. That, like, people, this might not be mental illness. That This might be a wizard. You know, like, all hobos are wizards. That's what I learned from Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, but the movie, the movie, um, movie was good. I liked it. Um, like, I recommend going to see it. I'd probably recommend to go see it in 3D. Um, I did not see it in 3D because just just timing and whatever. Um, I think the visuals probably are just astounding in 3d did you see it in 3d
0: no i didn't okay i can't stand 3d movies
1: oh but this one it just felt like also like what kind of magic okay so the magic of the people were making shields and weapons and then waving their hand and then making buildings multiply upon themselves and spiral out yeah i don't know what kind of magic that is it was a weird effect
0: well i think like they did a good job of like capturing the different dimensions like the mirror dimension and uh, a lot of the art that Dicko used was very trippy. And I think you got that when he went into a lot of the different dimensions.
1: Yeah. I was smiling in the theater whenever there's the bit where uh, the ancient one knocks his uh, astral form out of himself mm-hmm. and just sends him on a trip. Just like like a literal trip through everything. Yeah. And he's just flipping and falling and fumbling. And I'm sitting in the theater being like, I'm sitting in a theater full of people watching a Marvel movie, but it's just this is just what is going on right now. Right, it's and like an I was acid smiling. trip. Yeah. yeah, it was it, that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Strange, I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any doubt that he wouldn't be good. No, I didn't. Um, either. I think Rachel McAdams didn't get much to do. Um, yeah,
0: I don't understand her part. Like it, it. I understand that she was kind of like a, a love interest that had to be there for your your atypical storytelling Hollywood storytelling but like you know she and like her character like I don't really think her character is that Im- impactful in the comics because like eventually like he gets like uh, he gets like Sorcerer Supreme off the rip and then like I think his main love interest was his apprentice Celia yeah in the comics yeah. so like and she wasn't in the movie but um, yeah I didn't I didn't really like like or hate Rachel McAdams character. Um, I really like Tilda Swinton as the ancient one, though. Oh, she was really good. She reminded me of Yoda a lot. Yeah. She very, very, but not as like, I don't know, not as I don't know how to explain it. Like she because like when you find out about what she was doing that really pissed off Mordo, like that doesn't feel very Yoda like. But at the same time, like her mentorism for him very much felt like like the Luke Yoda relationship.
1: Well, but she also is also kind of tipping your hand to finding out that like someone that you've like always fought the good fight with has something else going on that they know what they're doing, but right. goes against everything that was told to you. Right. It's like that. Not that Yoda. You, not that Yoda didn't know, but Yoda also knew that. Like there was something he, he didn't tell everybody everything because like they weren't ready for it. And if you, you think
0: know? about like what Dr. Strange becomes, that's basically the Sorcerer Supreme in a nutshell. Yeah. Because like he would have to make those same choices that she made. Yeah.
1: So. Um, yeah. No, she was really good at it. Uh, the uh, the, like the Like I said, the effects like are just you are unreal. Like the commercials don't do it justice. No, they don't. How twisty it gets just with the cityscapes and the different dimensions. Um, there's a whole, like, also that's the thing too. I don't understand other than showing that they're breaking in these other dimensions. I don't, it felt like almost like, oh yeah, well I can make a building twist like this. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can make a road do this. It was very much like, can you top that? Like, you know, show me what you've got with magic. Yeah. It was very kind of like, why don't you guys just fight as opposed to try to make you go. I don't know which way is up right now. Like that was kind of, it was cool. I don't know how practical it is from a a combat stand, whatever, right? Because there's the big, them running through all the debris, and it was all reforming bridges as they're running, and it was really cool looking. And I can't even begin to imagine how the screenwriter and the director go to the special effects people and be like, this is what we want to see. Like, how do you describe that sequence to them? And then they come back and be like, is it like this or like, kind of like how do you how do you show them that you know like
0: with the stairwells like like changing and and dropping it's like you're you're running up a stairwell and then it changes into something
1: else and it's just like you have to keep changing this i wonder if and the audience has to understand and follow with it right so credit to them that i never once felt like unless they were trying to make you feel discombobulated with some of the scenes i always understood where everybody was in relative and in the points of the action which is very important for those type of scenes where they'll just become a mess yeah um, yeah.
0: I was a little disappointed they didn't have the Book of Ashanti in there. Um, yeah. Like, because that's a big staple for Doctor Strange. It's like his Bible.
1: When I was going to mention that, because I, as I was reading, I found out that the the Book of Ashanti is like, you know, one of his big things. But the the opposite of the Book of Ashanti is the Darkhold. Which is an Agents it's of the shield, S.H.I.E.L.D. right, right now, now. Yeah. Which I didn't know that until, I mean, I knew the book was in that, but I didn't realize that that was the other half. Yeah. Like, or the, I should say, like, the yin to Jiang and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like now, I'm like, shit. I want to watch more Agents of Shield now, which I've Agents been watching. Of shield is pretty good, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Um, I didn't realize it was like that direct of a connection. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I yeah. And also, how do you feel about uh? Here, wait one second. Do you know why they are called spoilers? That the Eye of Amigato is the Time Gem. How do you feel about that?
0: Um, I think that's kind of cool. Although I don't like think that the Eye of uh, Agamoto. Agamoto, Agamoto, Ag- Mr. Uh, Roboto. I don't think that its that its powers are like. Uh, I think it does a bunch of different stuff. I don't think it's like time centric, you know. Yeah. I did like though that like I read that the director wanted to rebuild a city at the end of the movie because he says like every superhero movie involves like at the end of the movie there's a big fight in a city, city totally gets destroyed. He's like I want to do the opposite, so he rebuilt Would, Hong Kong.
1: I will I will give them that like, as much as I felt like I mean. The movie's not anticlimactic, but something about that sequence didn't feel, like,
0: so, like... I would have liked to have seen Wong and all the other people at the Sanctum fighting Basilius. Yeah. That would have been more while, climactic. While that's going on. While you that's know? all going yeah. on. And then when they show up, they undo it all. I think that probably would have, like, dipped more into budget-wise and time-wise to film all that fighting. Yeah. But, like, I wanted to see it because Wong had the Wand of Watum. Yeah. And um, there was a... Uh, Nico Maru's staff was there, too, because I think that was her mom. Okay. It's like it's like a staff with a like a circle on it, and um, she's like a she's like a big uh, sorceress in uh, the Marvel universe right now. She showed up in Runaways with your boy Darkhawk. Yeah, and uh, like like she had that staff, so that that showed up. I was like, oh, I know that staff.
1: And so. I just but it was cool watching the world like be remade, like the whole like the the rebuilding of a city in reverse, yeah. and how that affected the fight. But I almost, I just, I felt like there needed to be a, more with that sequence in terms of the fighting. You're right, because it just felt kind of something about that. I liked it, and, and I was, as, as I was watching it again, I was like, "How do you think your way through this visually? You know, like, and how yeah. do you, how do you choreograph around the effects and the practical effects? Not that I'm saying, because obviously they didn't like shoot it going forwards and have them fight. Like, it wasn't anything like that. But like, it's seamless how they do it. But it's just really, it just it, like." give me you you definitely gave me a trippy fighting sequence in a movie that's full of different trippy moments well, and I, liked I enjoyed how he was
0: that pulling him out of time so that like yeah. time was still rewinding but then like you know he was still fighting Cassilius, and like McMorto and Wong were helping him and like when he knocked him into that pillar and then the pillar reformed well, around yeah. him I was like oh that's cool
1: yeah so I also feel like we as an audience are more <laughs> prepared for seeing how quote unquote magic works on a big screen because we've had 20 plus years of video games to play <laughs> And I I mean that sincerely because Dr. Strange was playing this like Prince of Persia. He kept oh, like, the time rewind, yeah. Yeah, and it's like and it felt like you know, and he had infinite recharge, right? Like cause he even showed the visual of him having his hand with the, the green the magic construct, but you saw like the little like the whatever it was sliding over and going back to show you visually of how much like oh, he's time he's affecting.
0: Yeah, I thought it was neat how I did that with the apple. Like you it, could it earlier, was like a yeah. dial, like he yeah. could turn it. I was like, I and, and, and
1: it's it sold you on the oh he's getting control of this, I understand now. And then later on when it becomes like some reviews I've read said that it did didn't feel very, like, not as smart as Strange felt it was smart, how he, un, like, solved everything. I like that he used his science logic mind to, like, to screw up all the mystic stuff. I thought that was kind of fun where he's like, oh, I could control this, but I'm going to use my brain to beat you. I thought that was awesome. Like, yeah. I really dug that. Um The cape. Just going to say this right now. The cape was fun. But it felt really oddly paced in that movie. So the cape, the cape levitation—I didn't know it had its own personality. I didn't know it was a spawn cape. I didn't know that it was. I—I like, I, I
0: didn't. Well, I didn't really get that vibe from the comics. No, but I think they gave that cape personality. To give another character to the to the movie, and I liked it because I also like, think
1: it's a good shortcut to be like he flies now, like that's right, it. yeah,
0: and like it, it added a little bit of like humor to it because you know you had him trying to run one way and the cape's like no, you come over here and get this thing, and,
1: and that was funny, but it felt like it was just like all of a sudden where you're giving me a Three Stooges moment mm-hmm. in the middle of all this, and it felt really the pacing of it, and what it felt like to me is that the cape was always going to be a character, but someone from Marvel tapped the shoulders like hey. We need a little bit more in here. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Yeah, I don't know. Like that felt like it felt like the anti WB meddling where it's like, you know, hey, less jokes. No, no, no. We we need a little bit more jokes in here. Like the whole sequence earlier with um uh with Wong where he wouldn't let him grab the books and he starts like using a little like teleporting hands and grabbing the books out of the yeah. library while Wong's listening to Beyonce and it was like know who
0: Beyonce was
1: Yeah, and it was like that was funny, but that didn't feel like the same movie to me. Like it felt really odd. But I mean, I guess a movie that's called Doctor Strange, if it feels disjointed, I guess I should allow I don't it. Know. I, don't I know.
0: like the cape, like I like you know the 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 thing grabbing the guy's head and just smacking it against the ground it, repeatedly. Mary, we, I was
1: going to this marriage. she was laughing the entire time in the background, seeing that cape just beat that guy's head <laughs> in the ground, yeah. and it was funny. It just didn't feel appropriate to that character. And then yeah. whenever the cape started brushing away his tears, and that also felt he's like stop it. Yeah, yeah. those little little odd, just a little like it's like cute because it's like almost like a pet. Yeah, like it
0: gives him that pet like type character I thought which cool. I feel like
1: Marvel now realizes that that is what people get endeared with watching a movie where it's like all oh, that thing I love that thing now yeah. like there'll be more people probably like are we going to see more of the cape next is it going to be Dr. Strange plus yeah. cape
0: we give you Groot with the cape of levitation. <laughs> yeah, like, people would lose give their give me minds. my money right now but people could like, it be a mini cape for the mini Groot like no that's adorable yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I do you know what I would have liked to see the cape the... is going to get the gauntlet in the February <laughs> war that's what's <laughs> going to happen that's going to be I just ruined the infinity war for you kinda, guys. It's the cape that gets it.
0: I kinda like the joke at the end that he did where Wong was cracking up, but I would have liked them to tie it back to him when Wong asked him, like, were they working for you? Because technically Wong does work for him. He becomes yeah. his like his, his valet or whatever. Yeah, his assistant or whatever. His yeah. assistant. His Alfred. I I would have liked it better if like Wong would have like taken up his 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 job as a, his librarian at Sanctum Sanctorum, and they started laughing at him. And then he's like, are you only laughing at my jokes because you work for me? And then he just stops. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, Yeah, that, that would be funny. funny. Um, but it, so um, how did you feel also about how when Wong just basically like, oh, by the way, that's a time stone. Like there's no really, no other big, big, big connections in this oh, movie how they know about it, the, to the, the Marvel Stones? universe other than like, you know it's strange and there's a little bit of talk here and there about the Avengers saying, Well, we're the protectors of the mystical world. Mm-hmm. Like it's in and Sanctum St. in New York, so of course you'd have to be aware of the Avengers. Yeah. But it's very it's like, oh by the way, that's an infinity stone. Just real quick statement and we're on our way. Yeah. Like that felt like I, I it felt like a real quick to remind everybody, by the way, that's what that is. Yeah. And well, I, like, I,
0: I don't I I think that a lot of a lot of people need to to have it like put in front of them now because it's like not everyone is like putting these things together where, like, even before they brought up Infinity Stones in Age of Ultron or um, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, I started watching it and I'm just like, I'm pretty sure the Tesseract's an Infinity Stone yeah. because, like, it can open space and time. And then there was something else that they had and I'm just like, that seems a lot like an Infinity Stone. The, the Aether or the whatever. Ether? It yeah, yeah. From Dark World. So it'd be, it, you know, after that, it was just like, then when they admitted their Infinity Stones, it's like, okay, it's like you got to find them. Yeah. You know, so we're only missing one, which I can't remember. I can never remember which one's which and which one we're missing. Because they flipped a couple, like, in
1: terms of names of them. Well, there's like, six. Well, yeah, I, yes, we we have our Infinity Gauntlet here in, in our studio. Pull up the stones. But I want
0: to. No, yeah. the, well, the stones don't match the color on the gauntlet like they actually are. Yeah. So, I mean, we have. I mean, like,
1: green Green is time, though,
0: right? It wasn't Or was that no, the sole one? That's the sole one. They're all mm. different. That's yeah. why. Like, we're missing. I don't know what color this is. We've got blue, purple, green, yellow, and red, and red. But we don't have whatever this. Co- I don't know what this is. Is this teal? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's that. Yeah, that's like a yellow, yellowish green. Yeah, it's, it's not like a light, emerald green. Yeah, I don't know. Um, because you have you have you have power, time. I think that's soul, no, soul, space, mind. mind. Okay, oh what's the sixth one? Guac guacamole
1: the guacamole gem yeah for your burrito supreme Dips. sorcerer supreme <laughs> that's the guac gem guacamole gem included <laughs> boom oh so marketing you're... right itself no i'm look- telling you that, that i would i would have went out of my way especially if you'd roll the, if you wrap the burrito on a little red a <laughs> red wrapper <laughs> little, red, little cloak of levitation yeah. <laughs> it will give you gas you will levitate later <laughs> everything works for right here i just why am i only one that whatever anyway let me so, see.
0: I gotta know what these Infinity Stones are.
1: As, as you hear me moving this uh, bank, I have I have one of those big Infinity Gauntlet banks. I talked about it. I talk about it every so often, but like when we started to do the show, I was like, I gotta get an Infinity Gauntlet in here. So, and I love it. But yeah, the stones don't seem to match the what the the movies are doing. Because um, the purple one that was in Guardians of the Galaxy that was the that was the the
0: that's the Soul Gem
1: Soul Gem. Okay, pretty sure it's Soul Gem. Is that why uh Chris Pratt is dancing at the end yeah, of the dance off? That's why I was able yeah. to hold it, because oh. he's got
0: soul. <laughs> God, why don't the why yeah. is the
1: internet so hard? Oh, here we go. Okay,
0: green. No advertisement? Come on. Is it for Taco Bell? No, it's for oh. it's it's for Doctor Strange, obviously. Oh, okay. oh, it just backed me all the way out.
1: Well, I'm going to so, just keep talking. I'm going to get the <laughs> Keep talking. So i want to mention, as we're wrapping up the talk of the movie here, that I thought it'd be funny to mention that this isn't the first time Doctor Strange has appeared um, in other media other than, like, comics. I mean, he's been in a bunch of video games, animated stuff, whatever. Orange. That's what we're missing. Orange? Is that what that's? The colors? Maybe. Okay, that one on the right's orange and the, and the other one's yellow. Anyway, sorry. Um, and, what's what's orange supposed to be? Uh Oh, okay. Oh, well, the colors are
0: all messed up. Okay. So... Green is supposed to be the soul gem, which is yellow, which is in Vision's head. Okay. And then purple is the space gem. So we're missing the reality gem. Hmm. that would be a big one. The blue gem is obviously the mind gem that was in Loki's scepter. The tesseract, which is the space gem, is supposed to be purple. Uh, and then the time gem is supposed to be orange. And then the power gem is red.
1: I wonder I wonder how the reality gem is going to fit in. Do you think that would be Captain Marvel? No.
0: I would have thought the reality gem would have been
1: in Doctor Strange because it alters reality. reality yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I found, as I was reading about Doctor Strange, there was a Doctor Strange TV movie made in 1978. CBS made this because at the time they had the Incredible Hulk. They were also trying to get Spider-Man made. And this was a two-hour movie that was supposed to be a backdoor pilot, right? I mentioned it just because, one, it wasn't called, like, Doctor Strange, D-O-C-T-O. Or like, it was, like, Dr. strange And one of the villains was played by Jessica Walters, who is <laughs> yeah, Archer's, mom, Archer's and, mom and also um, the head of the Bluth family. She's yeah, Lucille Bluth same. in the rest of the development. It's like, that, to me, is really funny because I'd love to go up to her now and be like, so tell me about Doctor Strange. And I'd probably get smacked by a martini glass or whatever. I thought that was great. Um, then the one that I've told, I've talked to Joe about this before and I, I watched the trailer, uh, full moon entertainment, which are the people that are behind Puppet master, all that other stuff. They had the rights to Dr. Strange in the nineties and they started to make a Dr. Strange movie and in pre-production, they lost the rights. So they're like, screw it. We're going to make it anyway and change the name. It's called Dr. Mordred. Um, it is, it has, uh, our friend Jeffrey Combs, the reanimator as Dr. Mordred and the movie, the runtime's like 83 minutes or something. It's not even a full like hour and a half movie, I kind of want to watch it. Like, <laughs> like they just changed a little bit and it's like, screw it, we're just gonna call it our own thing and it's gonna thank be God whatever. They,
0: thank God they lost the rights.
1: <laughs> but Jeffrey Combs, though, I love. I lo- now that after watching Reanimator and his Doctor Mord- Mordred, which I feel like they should just rename the movie Reanimator to Doctor Mordred. That feels more of a good doctor name for someone who reanimates the dead. I kind of want to see him be a hero because I've seen him play a villain. So I don't know. I kinda wanna I kinda wanna watch this. It's gonna be shit, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Um and then the other one I just want to mention just because it's a loving uh homage to Doctor Strange is Doctor Orpheus from the Venture Brothers.
0: Oh yeah, hair, everything. Like Vincent yeah. Price looking dude with a
1: cloak and a
0: like his outfit looks like like Doctor Strange. Yeah, and it's
1: pretty much everything except for the name, you know. So I just wanted just to mention that there's been other examples. And then also I know that um, in one of the animated versions, uh, Doctor Strange was voiced by Liam O'Brien, who does the voice of Illidan for, hmm. for Blizzard. So there you go. When you think of Illidan, think, think of Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. So um, of the 14 Marvel films, could you rate them in order of your favorites No, least favorite. I'm joking. I wouldn't God, make you do no. that. Um, but if you give me time, I probably should. <laughs> I'll give you... I'll, okay, I want to take this green gem and turn it back. No. Uh, <laughs> where do you place this in terms of like, there's there's one of these Marvel movies like I'll probably end up eventually owning pretty much all of them, but there's a couple that I go out and get day one. I know you don't buy physical media, but I still do. No, like uh, I I couldn't help but I wanted to go get Ant Man. I liked Ant Man a great deal. Guardians I I would, got day one. I would probably
0: put it in the basket. I don't want to say like like ranked. I think there's baskets like there's there's like your there's like your Iron Man threes and your um, Thor twos, and they're over here. And I kind of would put Captain America one in there too. And then I got like over here I got my Iron Man 1, my uh Iron Man 2, like uh, Ant-Man. I put Doctor Strange in that basket. Um Age of Ultron. No, nah, maybe not Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is a tough one. And then over here, you know, you got your like your Avengers, you got your Civil uh, your Civil War, your Winter Soldier, like the ones you're just like, oh man! Like,
1: yeah, just Guardians. Oh, Guardians for, is in that just, yeah. basket, yeah. So there's a couple different baskets I put all of them in, you know. So it's like I I have not been disappointed by a Marvel movie yet. Um, like the more I think about it, like I, I it took me a second viewing of Age of Ultron to to like it more. The first time it was kind of flat, but once you once you realize that it's kind of it is kind of messy, you just kind of accept it for what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is kind of messy, but yeah. like
0: I. Like, with Age of Ultron, and I know a lot of people don't like it because it's so hard to make sequels of anything and have it be successful. Mm. Um, I I really enjoyed James Spader's Ultron as a villain. Like yeah, I did like, too, yeah. Like, if you, if you look at Age of Ultron from off the rip, like, I don't know. It, it, like, if you're not a comic book reader, I could see how you wouldn't think Age of Ultron was that good. But, like, I really enjoyed Whedon's take on Age of Ultron because, like, he grew up in that age, not age of Ultron, of, Ultron, of Ultron, but when Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were all part of the Avengers, and he wanted to eventually get them in there, you know. And I even liked how they had the development of you know Scarlet or um, Scarlet Witch, um, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, like her character and the Hulk's relationship. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Hawkeye being a family man and being Hawkeye. Um, you know, it was nice to have a good portion of the movie set aside for not just. You know, explosions and Iron Man and, and Captain Hulk America Busters and, and Hulkbusters and stuff like that. That, of course, had to be in there, and that <laughs> and that was that was amazing. But the other, but what it what it takes for me for a Marvel movie to be like, whoa, is to have those parts of that movie, but then the other pieces still make you really enjoy the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. And not to say that without the exploding Hulkbuster fights and things like that, these movies would be terrible, but they're They're not as good as some of the others, I guess you could say. Because like with like like Winter Soldier, it's it's held in such high regards because the Russos did it as a political thriller first, and they backdropped it onto a a superhero movie. Yeah, like
1: well, then the fight choreography in that is like just so on point. It's like I you even now, even though you know that that the shield flying around hitting people is physically impossible, but the way they time it together with all the fighting, you're just like. Damn. Like, But even – I love the, when Spider-Man makes that joke in Civil War. He's yeah. like, how's this thing defy the lies of physics? <laughs> like, but even then, like in, in um, Civil War, whenever there's that up and down hallway fight with Bucky and, and, and Captain America where they're getting yeah. away from the people, like whatever, uh, the special forces that are coming in, and they use part of the stairwell as part of the fight, that's that's freaking awesome. And I'm not saying that like the fights in Str- – like, the fights in Strange are more like um, – They were good they, fights. They're, they're They're more like – like awe-inspiring in the sense of like the visual, and some of the choreography is good too. Like the the ancient one, Tilda Swinton, like I just I kind of wanted to see her kick more ass. Like she was awesome. I liked right. how she said, like, "I'm going to make mystical fans. It's going to beat yeah. the shit out of you." I was like, like, "Oh, whoa. she's fighting with." That's the like, first
0: thing I was like, "Oh, she's fighting with fans." I'm like, "That's pretty cool." Yeah, but yeah, I even liked how they made like Cassilius's uh, guys made those daggers like just like pulling their hands apart, like yeah. they smeared reality. Yeah, and it was just like. It was like if like you just rubbed Vaseline on a window and it was just like this weird... Like- Cause it was
1: interesting because the rest of the magic that you saw for defense and offensive purposes had a clear line to it. So even whenever the other guys were pulling out their magic weapons, you could see them. The mm-hmm. bad guys' ones were always like, you're right, they were always like a step out. So it always was like... Like, they were kind of almost kind of jutting into reality. So they were, like, you didn't see the, you saw the shape, but not quite. And it's like, who thought of doing that visually? Right. That's awesome. Because you can't
0: really see, yeah, you're right, the shape, because it's like, is this thing a piercing weapon? Is it a blunt weapon? Is yeah. it sharp? You, you don't really get that vibe from it, but, you know, obviously you got stabbed. Um, <laughs> yeah. One yeah. of the things, um, before we wrap yeah, up. up. What would you
1: think about the ghost dad fight that happened in the, the operating room? <laughs> that was
0: kind of cool. That's straight out of the oath, though. Yeah, that's
1: what, I, that's yeah. what I've heard. Um, but I kept thinking of Ghost Dad. Just yeah. Because, like, <laughs> but he was also a doctor, too, wasn't he? I don't Wait, know. I think I, maybe, I'm getting, maybe I'm getting Dr. Cliff Huxtable mixed, mixed up, up with, with Ghost Dad. <laughs> easy enough. Oh. Um, what did you think of
0: the Mindless Ones? Like, did you, did you catch that little quick cameo where... When Dormammu took Cassilius and his boys away, he turned them into mindless ones.
1: No, I didn't catch that. I didn't
0: either. Like, I read it on the internet, and Um. after I thought about it and I looked back, I was like, You're right. Like, he turned them into like, like, they were like gray husks, and then like they had that red dot or bar across their face Hmm. while they were getting pulled up into the dark dimension. Huh. So I was like, Oh, because the whole movie, I'm like, Please give me some mindless ones. And I was like, Yep. I'm like, He turned
1: Cassilius into a mindless one. So, um, now that we've seen like the tech side of the Marvel universe we've seen like the space side I mean not even I wouldn't even say the powers cosmic yet because it's more, right. more it was more space
0: even though they the, mentioned living tribunal they which do. I thought was cool Yeah
1: um, but I mean, you see with the different affinity Gems, that's more, that is power cosmic. But, like, we're seeing evidence of that. But I'm talking, like, Captain Marvel is going to be more of that side of it. That's going to be.
0: I don't know what they're going to do with her because they keep talking about how they're changing her origin piece because they don't want it to be like Green Lanterns. Because, like, she's she's a hybrid of a Kree. She gets into an accident with Captain Marvel or Marvel, who's a Kree. Yeah. And somehow his DNA fuses with hers and she becomes a human Kree hybrid. And then they're going to change that. They're going to give her power some other way. So yeah, I don't know you, what way they're going to go.
1: But but you already have the Nova Corps, which they're like in, the, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they're showing more of like soldiers as opposed to I really having like see, a Nova power. I want to
0: really see a Nova, like not the Nova Corps out of Guardians of the Galaxy, but a Nova from the Nova Corps, like with the helmet and everything. Yeah. Because those guys are pretty powerful.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so we like, I just feel like what, what area of the Marvel multiverse have we not seen yet in terms of like uh we like haven't really landscape that we've not seen we
0: haven't we haven't really gone into like to to hell okay because you really haven't gotten into mephisto blackheart uh damian hellstorm satana like that whole Adam Warlock. Adam, well, Adam, yeah. no, Adam Warlock cosmic. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Just, I just want to say Warlock. I mean, you're getting there with yeah. Ghost Rider. You have yeah. Ghost
0: Rider in the Dark Hold, which um, is going to be that gateway into it. But you have to get the right people into those seats and on the right show. Like, if you're going to do Mephisto, then you really need to have a great actor play Mephisto. That Willem Dafoe. I could see. <laughs> no, no, no. Willem Dafoe. I would think be he'd a, be great. He'd be Mephisto. A, he would be a great Mephisto. Um, you know who I think would be a really good Mephisto too it would be Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he is just so evil and conniving when he played uh um Oh god, what was his character in, in Bastards? i, just I Christoph can't Waltz. No, it's um <laughs> Hans something, I don't know. Oh, Gruber. No, it's not <laughs> uh but yeah.
1: I would like to see that and then you know, um you know what? Make Mephisto a woman. Like do do something crazy like that. I'd be fine with that. You
0: know what? That's what I I'm thinking Maybe the they're going to do. With Sigourney Weaver because oh. the rumor was that Mephisto was going to be the villain yeah. of the Defenders.
1: I would be okay with that. I would too. I yeah. think
0: Sigourney Weaver would be an amazing Mephisto oh. because like when she was in, was it Paul? Yeah, yeah, she was a really good villain in Paul,
1: and in Cabin in the Woods too. She when she shows yep. up at uh, the end of the movie, which is not a spoiler. Well, I guess a spoiler, whatever. Fine. Go if you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, watch it. Um, What's wrong with you? I know, but no. So this is this is a good like I'd put it almost in the in the Ant Man level of I, if we have to have an origin story, might yeah. as well do it like this. Ant Man I had more fun with throughout because it's a heist movie, and I feel like Paul Rudd. I, I just can't help it. I'm like, I mean, I'm not saying Cumberbatch okay. did bad with his comedy, but Paul Rudd just makes me laugh. Is it is it just me, or if you do you not think that
0: Cumberbatch and Paul Rudd look very similar at times?
1: Sometimes, but Cumberbatch has to have his head turned a little way so his eyes are closer together. Yeah, he called it like Sarah he was hosting, and then yeah, they just skit about yeah, like who thinks like, or, or why, why is, is he hot? Yeah, and yeah. he's like, I've been described as a hammerhead shark. I'm like, yeah. yes, he is. Yeah, look, like, you're so. right. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's certain times when like uh, he was talking and like things like that. I'm like, I'd really like, uh, I'd really like them to make a joke about that if they ever run into each other, which I'm sure they will.
1: So the, when when Infinity War finally comes, you already have a Quippy Doctor Strange, who he has to run against Tony Stark at least once, so you can have the battle with the facial hair, right? But now you have this cape that's going to be goofy. Like, you, I want to see – I would love that every man in this movie is Paul Rudd, just, just just experiencing everything around him. I think his reactions to everything going on would be amazing. Yeah. And let him just kind of, you know, improv it a little bit. I would his, love it. I would love a it. A lot of
0: his reactions in Civil War were great. That's funny you should say the Battle of the Facial hairs because there's a really good joke that they had in uh, Invincible Iron Man where um, – he gets strange to help him with something, and then like he's like standing there with his hand up for a high five. He's like, "Come on!" Doctor Strange is like, "No." He's like, "Come on, awesome facial hair, bros!" And he's just <laughs> like, "I hate you." And he has it. Tony's like, "Yeah," <laughs> I'm like you guys have the same facial hair.
1: Well, it's like the the Straczynski run of Amazing Spider Man with uh with Spider Man talking to the Strange. Spider-Man's always just rallying off the stupid garbage the entire time. And Strange is just like, no, I don't. This is not funny to me. I don't care. Like it's just like he's more of a, more of a tolerance to Spider-Man as opposed to indulging him in his silliness. Well, they did. They well, he got him
0: once. I remember there was a run where uh, Doctor Strange had to sacrifice himself because Agamotto came back to get his eye. And um, there's all this stuff going on. And, like, Strange is, like, racking his brain with, like, Damien Hellstorm and, like, a couple other people. And, like, all the Avengers are standing there. And they're, like, who could be causing all these problems, blah, blah, blah. And and Spider-Man's just, like, so is there an actual guy named agamotto and is he missing an eye and is there any chance he would want it back and then you just see like the next panel everybody's quiet and then dr strange is
1: like son of a bitch (laughs) he's like why did we think of this and it's
0: like spider-man's like maybe this guy's just back to get his eye
1: that's (laughs) funny (laughs) oh so yeah go see dr strange i mean it's it's a fun marvel movie uh the visuals are amazing um but, you know, I think the casting so far has been so spot on with all these movies. Mm-hmm. I think everybody now that's anybody oh. is excited to be picked to be S- in a Marvel movie speaking now. Speaking
0: of casting, I really yeah. like the guy that played Mordo. I can't say his name. Oh,
1: Chewie Euphor. You did it. The bad guy from Serenity. Yes. Because, like, he
0: definitely, and towards the end of the movie, definitely channeled that. And I loved his character in Serenity. Yeah. Like, he was a very cold, calculating villain. And I feel like Mordo is definitely one of those, like, creep, not creepy...
1: Like the thing is I don't like and this is great. I don't disagree with his his reaction. Like I've been lied to and I feel like maybe maybe this is all the problem now not Right. you know I liked I like that approach. But that's the thing is like Mordo's not
0: like maniacal where he's like like I want to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. But he's just has a chip on his shoulder, a really big chip on his shoulder.
1: Yeah, so. and that's that's a good that's a good kind of villain because yeah. you could also relate to it too, right? right. So. That's the way doom should be, but they never oh, have done God. Yeah. they they
0: Man, if they ever get Doom back, it's they gotta kick glove that, man, because Doom, you can't you can't F up Doom. No. I'll so. i be so mad. Doom yeah. is
1: Yeah. So um yeah. Anyway, that's the tell us if you know if you guys see it, what you guys think. Uh um the, the hit us up on our Facebook page, Invasion of the Podcast. We've we've been getting some activity there. We enjoy the feedback. Woo! Yeah, it's it's good times. Um, we're also on Twitter at Invading Podcast. We're also um our Gmail is invading podcast at gmail.com. dot Uh Joe now has a game for me about doctors. And yeah. so, because we've already talked about them, so let's just go ahead and we'll talk more about doctors. Time to play the game! Time to play the game! <laughs>
0: All right. So, I came up with a game because I saw this thing on the internet years ago. It was funny. I don't remember where I saw it. Uh, but. Um, it was basically like a, a graph chart of doctors and it had the one access was doctors that you, you would kind of be in good hands with, you know, somebody that you could trust or take care of you. And then all the way at the bottom of the access, you would have doctors that you just need to stay completely away from. <laughs> uh and then the, i was gonna mention
1: some examples but they might end up on this list so right yeah i don't want to
0: i don't want to yeah. mention examples just because they might end up in the list like, so like that's the, like the doctor for family guy yeah that's the <laughs> x-axis and then the
1: y-axis
0: is the amount of training these doctors have so let's see where they all fall and like i'm gonna give paul some very like I want to just say vague clues. He might, he might get them right. Okay, you know, just off the clues. But if not, I'm going to give you four pass, not passes, but I'm going to give you four other clues of where they actually land on the chart. Oh, okay. Got so you can mark where they're at, and if you get the person right, I'll tell you where they're at on the chart, and we can debate whether or not the chart is right. But um, it might help you to guess where they are. All right. So if I don't win, it's rigged. All right. So, <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me let me let me this is this is gonna be X and then this is Y okay so X will be first and then Y is last so if I give you okay so the first one I'm gonna give you is a negative Oh no wait I don't want to give you the the coordinates <laughs> until you ask all right so sit I'll give you these three clues about this doctor okay the doctor has been known to have an attitude uh, the doctor likes dogs and multicolored candies and they also love California
1: <laughs> do you know what doctor this is? C- candies and dogs in Lex, California. Is it Doc Hollywood? No. Michael J. Fox? It's not. No. Oh. Okay. All right. I just so. I went obvious. I went actual California doctor. All right. So do you want me to give
0: you the coordinates here? Or you just yeah. Take, I a, it's a, take coordinates. a pass. All right. So the coordinates on the the chart are going to be a negative one x and a negative seven y. Okay. So they're
1: likely will kill you. And not in very good, they likely it'll kill you in, um, you said how far? X, so wait, X, sorry. So you'd be <coughs> negative, negative one here. Okay.
0: And then you'd be a uh, negative seven in training.
1: So uh, you're about to reveal how bad I do in math and plotting things. So they'd so. be right. There. Yeah. I don't okay. know the plotting. All right. So um, that was, doctor. Do, is that Dr. Nick Riviera? No. Shit. That's okay. another good one.
0: Uh, we'll go back to that one. So okay. you did not get that one right. No. All right. So the next doctor likes,
1: likes candies and dogs. That's going to bug me. They're gonna, yeah.
0: You know what? It's, it's not. It was going to be literal. Okay. So I'll tell you that. Okay. All right. So this next doctor uh, tends to daydream a lot. Um, this doctor doesn't get along with the cleaning staff. And this doctor has some ties to Jersey.
1: Shit. Doesn't get along with cleaning staff. Daydreams a lot. Oh, Yeah, okay, it's J.D. from Scrubs. It is J.D. from Scrubs. All
0: right, so J.D. was a a four on the X and a six on the Y.
1: So four and then six. Right there, okay visually doing this okay all right so yeah he was
0: he's got he's got a decent amount of medical training and oh yeah it's well, yeah, not he too went, bad i mean he, he's the, not the, the all show, the, the, first, there. the
1: the first season was him yeah. like doing his um not, not interning but yeah like he he got better as a doctor as the show went on all right so all right this one here uh hates the cleaning staff that's i was like wait a second well, yeah that was yeah, kind yeah, of the janitor yeah. giveaway yeah.
0: all right so this doctor here is um uh this doctor eats like a goat um <laughs> Rock some mean flip flops, and why not this doctor? <laughs> why not this? That's Doctor Zoidberg. That is Doctor Zoidberg, and he is on negative three, negative one. So negative three y, or negative three x. So he, I really wouldn't, I wouldn't really trust. Uh, no, you're
1: going the wrong way. <sighs> Shit.
0: X is down, up and down. Okay, so, um, and then
1: a negative one, and then three. No, that's Wait. not right. I. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Here, I'm gonna. I'm um, gonna just. I'm just gonna. Th- do. Thank you. Since I can't do this, <laughs> so he's at. Uh, so real, real quick story. When I was in in, in high school, uh, I took geometry, and we did six week uh, instead of like the like you. Know, I don't know how you did your report cards. Like every semester, they used to do them like 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 you know the halfway through the semester, and then you got your final report card. We did them quarterly, so you had three letter grades, and they would average out for the semester. In geometry, my second semester, I got a B, Mm -hmm. an A, and a D. What's that spell? Bad. I shouldn't have taken Algebra (laughs) 2. So, yeah. All right. So we got Zoidberg. Um, Oh, here we go. All
0: right. All right. This doctor. was this doctor number four? Okay. Uh, That's John Pertwee. This doctor wants wants everyone to be like them. Uh, This doctor is always one of a kind. And this doctor, there's there's nothing like this doctor.
1: He wants everybody to be like him? Mm-hmm. It, or, or her. There's, or her. There's female doctors on here. There's female doctor It could be her. That's sexist, Paul. Um, <laughs> he wants everybody to be like him, but he's one of a kind. hmm I, I want to say Doctor Who, but that's not right. It's not Doctor Who. Um I don't know. No?
0: Do you I want don't. to use one of your uh, charts? Well, uh, sure. All right.
1: Let's see. He's a... Uh, one of a kind. And want everybody to be like him. What's the third clue? Uh,
0: there's nothing like this doctor. There's nothing like this doctor. He's right here. This is number four.
1: It's pretty no training. And Do you want to take another guest night now, now you. that you know where they're at? Oh shit. Um, I I don't know this no. one. Yeah, All right, we'll yeah. go back to that.
0: Okay. All right. So okay, uh, here this doctor, this doctor, he's hip. He's with it. Uh, he, he also enjoys arming marine life, and he has a clone.
1: He likes arming marine life and has a clone. He's hippies He's with it. Oh, Doctor Evil. That is Doctor Evil. Dr. ducka
0: So Doctor Evil has a little bit of training, but he's negative seven. He probably want to. He'll probably kill you.
1: Yeah, but he has some training though. Yeah. I mean, do we know if he's actually a doctor? I don't think that's. Yeah, right. he said he went to do- Evil Medical School. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is a thing. All right, so what was Doctor Equals number five? You got that one. All right, let's go back up to the top a little bit here and this other page. Uh, all right, so this doctor is good at rhyming. Uh, Seuss. No, well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick and easy. Yay! Uh, and the other clues were uh pro or makes odd colored food and probably secretly hates Christmas. <laughs> so Dr. Seuss mm. is in the good zone. Yeah. Eight, seven, but he has no training at all. So no, all no, he does not. So there's Dr. Seuss. And he was number six. Um okay. This doctor. Uh he's one of seven. Uh he likes whistling songs. And he's probably known for treating the black lung.
1: Is it Doc Holiday? No, no. Um, one of seven, treating the black lung. Oh, it's Doc the the dwarf. Yep, it is from the, the Snow Doc. White. Yep, and he's a son of a gun. <laughs> the black lung. Why? Why is it the mining one that got me? That I was like, oh yeah, miners, black lung, not the whistling or the seven. I know. Why? It's,
0: that was kind of like the weird one that I was like throwing. I got black lung. That's a good, uh, that's a good good. Uh.
1: Couldn't tell I grew up in a coal mining state. Yeah, no, that's where I kind of gave it away. All right,
0: so uh, this doctor is a, a fast learner. Um, Wanda was all a front. And this doctor likes to keep up with their diary.
1: Wanda was all a front? Mm-hmm. What was the first clue again? Uh, they're a fast learner. A fast learner. Wanda was a front, and they keep a dire. Doogie Hauser. That is Doogie Howser. Was Wanda the girlfriend on the show? Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. I was trying
0: to think of stuff. I like, was like, what would kind of give away Doogie Hauser? I'm like, oh, he's gay. Uh, <laughs> what did we just do? Oh, that's number eight. So Doogie Hauser falls on... Uh, He's actually pretty good. He's. I would say he's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's a he's an eight. You're in good hands with him. Yeah, um, and a seven because he's got some pretty good medical training. So yeah, do, I'm
1: doing okay here so far, but this couple yeah. I don't have a bugging me. Hard candy and dogs in lice, California. Doogie Howser. Okay, so that one's good. Um, let's go. I like that you're flipping these pages like as a chart. It's like it's not like it's oh, so good for you. Paul. I didn't even
0: go to this one yet. Yeah. All right, okay, so this one would be kind of hard. So this doctor uh, is legally required to put quotation marks around his title. Uh, he prescribes R and R, which is rum and Ritalin, and his research is impeded by bread lobbyists.
1: By bread lobbyists. Oh, this would be a tough one, I think. <laughs> doctor in quotes. And oh, uh, bread bread lobbyists. <laughs> His
0: research, I think it's on brain uh, stuff, is is impeded by uh, bread lobbyists. I doubt it. I just nothing. I got nothing. All right. I don't even know if the coordinates would help you. <coughs> so, um, wow. I'll put them down here for free. So. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. A negative bread lobbyists. So seven and a four. so he has he has medical training. This is number nine. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, I feel like I'm gonna be kicking myself over a couple of these. Maybe. Uh, okay, so this one is uh, this doctor is terrible at choosing fashionable eyewear and haircuts. Uh, he feels superior to a lot of people and he sometimes has five partners in crime. He sometimes has five partners in
1: crime. Yeah. Um, Eyewear and what? Haircuts. I wear haircuts. Five partners in crime. Nothing. 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 All right. So, do you want to go to coordinates, or do you want to? Just we'll, we'll get through. how many more do you have and then we'll go back to the ones I, I missed uh, there's a couple okay uh, I got quite a bit actually okay
0: <laughs> so all right we'll go back to that one so this was number 10 you didn't get okay uh I was feeling good there for a minute now I don't feel so good anymore okay all right here this one uh, this one has a problem with hammers and he, they love to sing and they try to impress horses. Is it Doctor Horrible? It is Doctor Horrible. Another Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, one. Yeah, I know NPH is on there twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is a where's he at? Negative four and far in terms of doctor knowledge, because <clears throat> I think he he doesn't have an actual doctorate. And then he's a negative seven for how. Yeah, CPH. he would definitely
1: want to kill you. Yeah. So. All right,
0: that was number eleven. So we get that, and then uh, all right, let's try this one. Uh, This doctor hates small woodland animals, uh, owns a large amount of mustache wax, and probably can make a mean
1: omelet. Hates woodland animals. Has mustache wax. Oh, um, Dr. Eggman from Sonic? There we go. Okay. And he's a he's a negative eight. So what's wanna, his? Egg? He has another name too, doesn't he? It's Doctor Robotnik. Okay, but they yeah. called what's it, was it doctor. Man. Okay, he's Eggman
0: in Japan. They like oh. so when Sega created him. He was originally supposed to be the mascot for Sega, and then they were like, no, they came up with Sonic, and they're like, well, we can't use this Egg guy still, and they're like, well, he's the bad guy. And so <laughs> they they named him Eggman, but then they actually used his real name when he was over in the states. Oh, all right. Well, so,
1: I feel like I got that right at least. That's good. Yeah.
0: So he's a negative eight, and he's got a three experience here. So he, uh, because he, he makes robots. He can make stuff, but he's pretty damn dangerous. All right, so that whole page is done. Um, all right, this. Oh, a lot of doctors. Yeah, this doctor, uh, wears cool scarves and hats, uh, has a lot of sidekicks and <laughs> is related is relatable to numbers on a clock. That would be Doctor Who. That is the Doctor. Yeah. And Doctor Who would be a, a nine on the, you're a good hand scale, but a negative nine on the professional <laughs> experience. So he's all the way up in the corner. Yeah. All right. That was number
1: 12. And then let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, Dr. Octopus is that one. Which one? He has five friends, the crash-free yes, one. that was Dr. Octopus. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dr. Octopus. You're giving me a sinister cue uh, and I could not pick up on it. Yeah, all
0: right. Anyway, sorry. The superior
1: Spider-Man. Yeah.
0: The bad haircut and the bowl and the glasses. Yep. Yeah. All right, so he's an eight and a negative eight. So Dr. Octopus for sure will kill you, uh, but he has very much some medical training okay well i'm glad that i <laughs> that, that came to you yeah so we got doc ock oh. all right so this doctor is european uh tends to be a fan of superman and also doesn't think that young girls
1: can be wrong that young girls can be wrong fan of superman and from europe yeah it's from europe <clears throat>
0: i i got nothing all right so uh, here i'll give you because we're running down the last yeah. few I'll, I'll mark them on here yeah. so this doctor is a a three one two three in the good hands but a negative nine
1: in the the training department in, in
0: the training
1: department yeah oh um yeah i don't nothing nothing right. Said so it's 13 yeah mm-hmm. Uh, I'm proud I got Doctor Octopus after a bit. That's uh yeah.
0: Okay. This doctor comes up with great ideas on the toilet, has bad taste in cars. Doc and, Brown. Yep, that is Doc Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say and hangs out with Einstein. So Doc Brown is a six on the, in your in good hands and a nine on the training because he created time travel for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah, I would say that was pretty good. All right. Well, is one of those doctors Indiana Jones that you've already mentioned? Okay. Dr. Jones. Okay. All right. This
0: doctor.
1: Is Dr. Jones.
0: It's not Dr. Jones. Uh, this Dr. doctor. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> which, what's that? It's Dr. Pepper. Which one? I don't know. Is one of, oh, no. It's one oh, of them Dr. Pepper? One of them could be Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Um, uh, this doctor is a pioneer of medicine. Uh, you could live... Or they could let you die, and they could probably ski well.
1: Oh, um, um, they could probably ski well. I was going to say, like, Mr. Freeze, but that's a mister. That's not a doctor. I Yeah. That's going to bug me, too. Try to think. You're gonna be like, this one is an Eddie Murphy movie where he talks to animals. Be like, I don't want to answer that question. No, it's not. Okay. All right, we'll come back to that one. Okay.
0: So I think we're almost done. What do we got here. Okay, here this doctor. Uh, you'll probably get this one. This doctor, uh, their middle name is Vincent, and. The Doctor, this doctor has fantastic hair and could be found at Baker or Bleecker Street.
1: Oh, that's uh, Dr. Watson. No, Baker Bleecker Street. Oh, you're talking about uh, Dr. Strange. That is Dr. Strange. Okay, but I was thinking of like you, I knew when you knew Bleecker. I was yeah, like, wait, uh, wait, wait, what? No, yeah, okay, I'm fine. Yeah,
0: Dr. Watson too. Yeah. yeah, so Dr. Strange is an eight and a nine. So he's you're in good hands with Dr. Strange and he's
1: and I feel like you want to you snuck in a Dr. Wiley on there somewhere too, and I don't know who that is. So, oh. Um
0: uh so we got that one that was uh, 16 all right we're almost done uh this one can be all right this doctor can be rusty at times uh they hate butterflies and they had a dangerous college roommate
1: oh shoot um dr rusty venture that is dr venture (laughs) hates butterflies
0: all right, so he's down here because he you're not in really good hands with Dr. Venture. No. And he doesn't actually have a doctorate. <laughs> it's from some Chinese place. I remember it was like the community college of some... I'm like, okay. Uh, we did that one. Are we missing anybody? I think I got two more. Okay. All right, so this doctor considers himself a life coach. Uh, can't let go of his 70s mustache. And if you're coming to him for advice, it's
1: probably too late. More of a life coach, 70s mustache. I Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on that one, too. Okay. That's, man.
0: Right, and the last doctor here uh, really gets inside Ray Liotta's head, uh, <laughs> is a lover of fine cuisine oh, and tends yeah, to work with the FBI. Uh,
1: yeah, the freaking, uh, oh, why is the name Blake? I mean, I know it's Anthony, uh, Anthony okay, Hopkins. you know it's Dr. I, Hannibal Yeah, Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, yeah. So, when you said gets in Ray Liotta's head, I knew exactly what, yeah. <laughs> okay. He's
0: all the way down here. Yeah, He's on the complete a- opposite axis of uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> I all would right. imagine. Yeah. All right. Make sure. Do I get everybody? I think I got everybody. Is there anybody I'm forgetting? Oh, I got Dr. Venture. Uh, Dr. Brown. J.D. Hauser. Yeah, we got everybody. All right, okay. so uh, the first one you missed, which was number one. Number one. So All the way back at the beginning. Uh, this doctor has been known to have an attitude, uh, likes dogs and multicolored candies, and loves California. That's Dr. Dre.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. The multicolored candies probably threw you off, but I was trying to find a different way to say M&Ms. Oh, so, okay. Um, yeah, well. And Snoop Dogg uh and then um you're right s- that
1: was very literal i just didn't pick up on that at yeah all. that's why i was kind of like, trying to be loves california oh i'm um, an idiot
0: number four was dr pepper <laughs>
1: really yeah. and what was the clues uh
0: it was all like their slogans where is it at mm-hmm. uh wants everyone to be like them who you want to be a pepper, pepper too and then always one of a kind and there's nothing like a dr pepper oh my goodness. Yeah. Um. And they were actually uh, negative 10. They have no, Dr. Pepper has no training. No. And negative eight. You should probably stay away from Dr. Pepper.
1: The Chedberg had a whole thing too about why he didn't trust Mr. Pibb versus Dr. Pepper. He's like, why did you have to leave school so soon to start making soda? <laughs> uh, and then, oh, was this one
0: right here? Number nine. Who was that? Oh, number nine. Uh, that was Doctor Spaceman from Thirty Rock.
1: Gosh, darn it! There's a lot of Doctor Leo Spaceman. Doctor
0: Leo Spaceman. Like, there's not many. Uh, there's not many good things to tie
1: into Spaceman. I just, I like at the beginning of that show, wherever, like, uh, um, Tracy Jordan kept saying Doctor Spaceman. Doctor Spaceman. Doctor Spaceman. And then he eventually's <laughs> like, Yeah, I'm Doctor Leo Spaceman. And and, and, and Liz, Liz is like, I owe you an apology. Like, <laughs>
0: uh what else do we that's got that's a here? good one. Oh. uh number 15 was dr quinn medicine woman oh that was who uh was a pioneer of medicine because she was a pioneer, pioneer woman woman yeah. and then uh you could live her th- she could live or they could let you die that was her bond song from live and let she was in live and let die
1: oh my my bond knowledge is yeah. so lacking
0: um and she it was in colorado so she probably ski well oh um and then who was number 13 number 13 uh doctor is european uh tends to be a fan of superman and doesn't think young girls can be wrong that's the spin doctors <laughs> 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 so the, uh, the a lot that's of their right there and yeah. you've been like Oh, these Little, guys! Yeah, and well, Little Miss can't, can't be, be wrong. wrong, and then a Pocket lot of their of kryptonite, you know, kryptonite, and then they had another one about Jimmy Olsen.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Olsen Blues. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you could have been like, and they and they they serve two princes. I'm like, I know them. I uh, have two princes. Is probably two. Yeah. 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 So that was that was the chart. Oh. So here's kind of like the generic, yeah. like the, wow.
0: the the diagram of the doctors you could trust and help.
1: I'm just, I, I like that uh, Doctor Strange is pretty high up there, but JD surprisingly is up there too. In terms of like good hands and won't kill you. JD's not incompetent. No, he's not incompetent. I just I just like that because yeah. it's like you know that's uh that's funny. I like I said, I'm surprised you didn't come with Doctor Wiley. I'm surprised it didn't show up. There was a couple um,
0: that that I could have put on there and um like like I could have put uh Doctor Huxtable, but that could have been <laughs> construed very differently on this graph at this time. Because originally when yeah. I when I saw this, it was like a couple years ago, so it was before all the like uh. Special drinks that Bill Cosby. No, oh,
1: I was waiting for like a Dr. Katz comment because I don't know Dr. Katz. I was waiting for. Uh, oh, yeah, I was waiting for some other other oddball stuff. To show that was that was fun. I like that. Yeah, that was way better than my donut quiz last week. I like that. That was uh, that was good. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, I haven't figured out next week yet. I know we've been trying to work ahead here and let everybody know what's going on. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, I think October kind of like knocked us sideways in terms of planning, so we're trying to get that going again. Yeah. We're gonna have some good stuff soon. I'm sure we're going to have some Black Friday deals we're talking oh, about yeah. soon, There's too. Yeah, a lot of Black, Black Friday deals. Last up. year, Joe was trying to tell you about how you get a Falcon as a. As a Uncle a Black Doug? C- yeah, I still <laughs> want <with> that Falcon. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll be doing that again here soon. Again, uh, please hit us on our social media. Um, you know, if you are able to write a review of for us on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, tell seven friends, and they can tell seven friends, and they'll tell a million friends, whatever. Um, so yeah, the, the, the more people know about us, the more we can all enjoy the various doctors. Mm. Um, so yeah, I guess until next time, keep it strange.